This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Remember the Alex Trebek news report from the Vancouver radio station? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Have you ever heard? Oh, you've never heard it? No. Oh, God, it's hilarious because he double pumps like a bitch. because he obviously didn't write the copy. He, you can hear him rattle a copy and he goes, there have been some reports that Vancouver police have moved in on the <clears throat> Negro district. <laughs> they Whoa. gave him a copy that said Negro district and he just double pumped like a son of a, it was like, what? I will never forget hearing that. It's like, are you kidding me? Do you think they did that to him on purpose? What year was that? Oh, God, it's probably, that was probably 60 years ago. I wouldn't doubt. But, yeah, he was like a radio news guy in, Van, I think it was Vancouver, if I remember correctly. But he, but he, he literally goes, and Vancouver's <clears throat> Negro District. <laughs> My God, really? Yeah, you'll have to hear it sometime. Sure, luck. sure it wasn't Toronto? Oh, maybe it was Toronto. I thought it was Vancouver. Hmm. I see a lot of stories on him, and obviously most of these stories are all about his passing, but I don't yeah. see any. Uh, 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 I'll keep looking. I'll find out. who. Last, Lassman has it. I know internet. that. Mm -hmm. I'll call John Lassman. I know he's got it. <laughs> so there you have it. Anyway, but I, I will never forget that because he just sounded, he literally sounded like he was sweating bullets when he had to say that. I... I would have had a panic attack and ran out of the building. Well, that's, how, like, that's how I would have rolled. Yes, I would have been like, I would have handed it to someone else. You read this, not yeah. me. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. But back then, you have to remember, there still were that, that that word was still being used in the description of some clubs and organizations. Yeah, the United Negro College Fund. That was the name of the college fund. Was the United Negro College Fund. You guys are too young to remember that. No, I know that. And, uh, oh, do you remember that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like I would figure out an acronym real quick. <laughs> well, I think that's what he was trying to do. Uh, he was trying to do something. I don't know. But in any case, so what else you got there, sister? <laughs> what else is out there? <laughs> what what no, are I disturbing think... things you want to tell me? No, well, I, I, there might be a movie for you this week. I'm hoping Tim Lammers is going to talk about it on Friday, so I don't want to spoil too much. But just a reminder that Wes Anderson's Asteroid City comes out on Friday. Now what is what's that all about? That is um, about a city that has an asteroid <laughs> that lands in the middle. It's one. It, remember Wes Anderson? You've got to like wrap yeah, your brain yep, around the yep, absurd. Yep. Okay. I was like, make sure, and that they have a festival around it each and every year, and you've got quirky characters. Tom Hanks is in this. Scarlett Johansson is in this. Steve Carell's in it. God. Um, and it looks absolutely mad and fabulous all at once i will definitely watch that i first of all i know some people don't like steve carell because he does have an attitude you ever talk to him in person um i haven't god and, he's but got an I edge to him i love him as an actor i do too but he's got an i interviewed him one time and he's got a huge edge it's like you ain't getting any closer than this pal you what know? year did you interview him like was it the height of uh, the office, or was it? Yeah, the pretty much the height of the office. That's exactly right. Or at the might have been at the very beginning when it just started to take off. But he was, yeah, he was not very friendly, and he was very standoffish. So that might just be his personality, though. Yeah, I know. Like the the cast, like he has a genuinely good reputation on set. Yeah, that's what I hear. People enjoy working with him. So I love his work. I think he's hilarious. The things that he says on. 
uh, what the hell's in it? You just brought up the name of the show. The Office. Oh, the Office, yeah. The things he says on there to his people, it's like, oh my God. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so cringe. It and, is and cringe. Some of it, it's amazing to see, because I, I believe the show premiered around 2006. It's amazing to see even how comedy has changed, because there are some episodes the way they're written, you're like, oh, you couldn't do that in 2023. It's really interesting to see the evolution and, and how quickly things changed. You know what I love about him is how he would change words. I know. I just loved it when he would do, and he did it about 10 times, and I can't remember all the words, oh, but it was like. The one you love was he's like, no, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect example. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> he's so, or when he goes, oh, do you like this mug that says world's best boss? You like this mug? Yeah, I saw it at the store, and I just had to buy it. <laughs> For myself. I know, it was just. Yeah, There's he's great. so many parts. <laughs> oh my god, I I watch that show way too much. It's just like my comfort show. <laughs> I'm not. It's so serious. easy to rewatch too mm -hmm. without getting tired it is. of it. And the longer versions now they have, they have the, the, the 30. Yeah, on Peacock, That's, right. Exactly. I'm telling you, Peacock has become one of my favorite Phenomenal. streaming services because yep. it has all these, like, extras to shows I want to watch. And because of you mentioning the the longer, you know, um, extra, they, they have, like, a special name. But I, I started watching those, and they just – it's just extra, extra stuff. It's so funny. It's really good. Yeah. That was stuff that was originally on the DVDs. So oh, okay. They took the DVD versions and they put them on Peacock, which I think is great. Peacock is, and NBC, and I think we touched upon this maybe on Friday with Bob, but the NBC is really making a push for Peacock because they've got the Olympics coming up in 2024. Yeah, yep. They want you all to subscribe. So they're investing a lot of money, not just with um, scripted, but also unscripted. They're doing really well, as you know, Brittany knows, with... Uh, doing the supersized version of some of their Bravo shows and then, you know, bringing in what will be probably like Emmy bait, like poker face, you know, that yeah. type of show is probably going to get nominated. They're really making a I push to show, make the it the core focus, not NBC itself. Peacock is kind of wants to be the premier brand of their um, entire network. What's that woman's name in poker face? She is phenomenal. Natasha Leone. Oh God, is you she good in her, that show. And I love her too. She's, she will kick your she's ass. Good everything you. she's done. Everything she does. Black is the new orange, Russian doll. She's just so black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black is the new orange. Apparently that was a precursor. You guys act like that'll be the only that thing I screw up. That was a prequel. Yeah. It's a prequel. Black is the new orange. Who knew and that then I was a, orange orange a producer? I hope I get a credit on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. You Seriously. should get credit on that one. Thank you. Now, so much great stuff to watch now. Catherine and I are having a really pretty good time with that whole day. But Poker Face, she is phenomenal on that show. She's so good. I was She's trying to so do good. it. All right, and I need to make that TV list for you, Brittany, so we can, like, start adding to it for everybody. Because as as this strike really starts to constrict Hollywood, we're going to be yeah. making sure that everyone catches up on everything that's already out. So. Oh, and you know what? That's why, like, I... Because I am such a comfort watcher when it comes to stuff. I only watch new stuff pretty much with Justin. Um, but, like, there's so many good things like that. And I'm, I'm on a, a Real Housewife journey of, like, old episodes that I'm in love with. So you and, my, you and I will have to curate special things. I love that for us. We do a reality show <gasps> list. <laughs> I want you to do me a favor. Between now and tomorrow, don't get all stitious on us. <laughs> Just get a little stitious. <laughs> Just a little stitious.
I, I have to figure out like what stitch is like at, feels like, you know. <laughs> My husband just texted me. We lose our free peacock access end of June. Well, so there you go. I'm gonna go ahead and fix that for us. That's right. I so was what like, is I that? Think like $4.99 a month. It's not that expensive. It's, I think they have like a deal right now, 20 bucks for a year. Oh, do we? Are we owned by Key Peacock? We're talking so much about it. I know. Who's I get mine for $1.99 a month right now. I'm just saying, doesn't it sound like we have stock in the company that much? Does they should. Peacock Pe needs to send us swag. Come <laughs> totally. on. Who owns NBC? Is that Tegna? Uh, Jed, yeah, Universal does. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, Universal owns it. Okay. Yeah. Because ABC is Disney, right? Mm -hmm. And then CBS is owned by Drunken Men. Intercom, right? Wow. Isn't it? Is it Intercom? I think Intercom. Really? It was it Viacom. 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 That's yeah, 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 Intercom's yeah. a bad radio. Outfit. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever work for them? Uh, for a small, short little stint. What was funny, though, is when I was working for Intercom is right before I got the job at Hubbard Broadcasting. And there was a lot of people at Intercom that were kind of pricks to me in the hallways. No. And, and the second I got the job at Hubbard, all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, so uh, glad, uh, you know, I'm glad you got the job. Hate to see you leave. If there's ever an <laughs> opening over at Hubbard, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll make sure yeah. I drop your name. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Because you don't even know my name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Gross. Unbelievable. Mr. Paps, because he's got Paps written on his yeah. shirt. Yeah, there you go. Listen, Paps, Paps, I was wondering if you could run downstairs for me. Because it does says Paps, Paps. right on his shirt. Why didn't I think I should? That should have been my stage name, Rudy Paps. What Rudy Pavich is so. It's ugh. not too late. No, you're right. <laughs> Would you? Do you ever use a fake name? No, I. I did either. I was never Catman. I was Catman. Well, yeah, you were Cat. You were famously Catman. Yeah, that was Jim Chanel's fault, not mine. I'm jealous because I love cats, so I wish I could be Catwoman without it being weird. You'd be Catwoman now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a crazy know the cat traffic. lady. We know that. We know that. Crazy cat lady and cat woman. We got both of you. Yep. I love I it. I always have a cat near me. <laughs> Guaranteed. All right, homie. Another brilliant report, I thought. Homie is out. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> Kristen. Great. We got to hold tomorrow, on to that. Everyone. Homie is out. We got to hold on to that audio right there. I love her. I know I say that every day, and I should stop saying it, but I do. I think she's just terrific, isn't she's, she? She's okay. Oh, just okay. You're just, just going kidding. with okay. I adore her. <laughs> we got a little Chris Eggert coming up in what about one minute, something like that. We've got to take a break. Be right back with Chris Eggert right after this. This is Tom Bernard for Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965, and their name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors, but pull trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. True story. The very best brands live at Niemeyer's. Like the latest from Rockwood by Forest River, number one in their class, whether you want a tent trailer, expandable, travel trailer, or a fifth wheel, Niemeyer Trailer Sales has it all. Plus, they deliver on the forgotten art of customer service with personable employees, often sons and daughters of the third-generation family-owned business who simply do what they say they will do every time. Come explore their huge selection and consult with RV service pros. You will leave satisfied no matter what you are looking for. The Niemeyer family welcomes you to visit both of their locations in Albertville and Elko New Market before your next vacation. Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. 
Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 823 right now, 23 minutes after 8 o'clock. 68 and sunny right now. Looks pretty nice today. Supposed to get up to like 85 and sunny later on today. I have something new that I have to do, so I have to sound very professional. Hold on one second. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen. No, I better not use that. It's too much echo. Okay. Uh, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Josh Arnold bringing you Chris Eggert. You got a sponsor now, Big Shot. Oh, big Whoa. deal, Chris. Oh, I'm sponsored. I, I had no idea. This happens to coincide with the, I am in a really big money point in my life right now. And by uh, by a big money point, I mean, I don't have enough. <laughs> We were talking about graduations and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. We, we met with the financial aid yesterday and I'm uh, the, at the college and I was like, oh, my dear God. Oh, I remember those days. There's no go. I just love these people. At, uh, what the hell is I can't remember the name of the college, but the, the tuition last year was 77000 a year. So, you know, this year it's even more. Yeah. 77 grand a year to go. You know, when I, for the one day I went to the University of Minnesota. I signed up for the entire quarter. I believe it was nine hundred dollars. Wow! I'm not kidding. Yeah. It's nine hundred bucks. Now it's thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. Did you save your receipt for that? Maybe you could turn it <laughs> in and first. It was very expensive. Nine hundred dollars for one session for one hour. That was for very one expensive. hour. Yeah, that was a very expensive hour. <laughs> you talk about not fitting in, man. Me at college. I do not fit into college. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? I loved college, but a I loved it. A lot of people it. did. Yeah. I loved it when I was older. So I went re. I went back. Oh, you did. I didn't last know year, or like I started in twenty twenty one. Going back, it's so fun, and when you can formally go to class, and that's the easiest part of your life. You go. Yeah. This structure, all the things, you just enjoy it on a different level. You were GI Bill, right, Brittany? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had. Uh, I that was one of the big benefits. Is. If, uh, to use the the army with paying for it, makes sense. Yeah. What does GI stand for? I have no idea. Gastroenteritis <laughs> pill. I thought it was the girls and imbecile. No, that's not it. I have no you idea. You don't know what GI stands for? No, and I've used You're it. You're kidding me. Yeah. Wait, do you know what GI stands yes, for? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> you t- what the hell's wrong? I've never been in, in the army. 
Galvanized iron. No, it's not <laughs> galvanized iron. Yes. A garage interlude. That's Ground infantry. Ground so infantry. General yeah, issue. I don't know. What well, is TI stand no, for? You, you will have to track it down. Or I suppose the listeners could help you out with it. No, you tell me. I'm not going to tell you. Forget it. I don't think you know. I definitely know. It stands for, gosh, I'm sad. <laughs> That's G-I-S. Never mind. No, you, you will remember what it is. Well, you know what it is because I've heard you say it before. Government issued? I'm not going to tell I'm you. Like You're getting close. To, I'm trying to think through You're what it could be. You're getting very, very close. Government initiative, Or Bill? general something could be. In. Anyway, we're boring the piss out of the audience. Right? This, I'm so, we'll get so back sorry. To them. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this because I'm trying to think of what it is. I don't know what it is. It's actually Geeks Incorporated. That's what it is. That's why I get it. It stands for I'm not paying for it, so thank you, government. Yes, there yeah. you go. Mm -hmm. There you have it. The GI Bill, baby. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. the, you know, you've heard of the GI Bill, right? Oh, she's not talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I use it. I thought you were asking Rudy. What are you playing yeah, mousetrap no, over there? You. What the hell I know, but I was shocked that you were asking me because, I, yes, I, I use the GI Bill. I, I get it. I thought it. so, and you yeah. don't even know what it stands for. It's never affected uh, the payments. <laughs> yeah. In fact, checked in cash. Well, as long as the cash comes in, sure. I don't care what it stands for. Is there a limit uh, of time that you can use it, or can you pass it down to children or something? I can't pass it down, oh. no. no you uh, can't my, pass it down. Because I go to the VA. My, my kiddo can't even use the VA. Um, there's a sure. lot of things that are just, you know, my husband doesn't get most of my benefits at all, so, or mm -hmm. any of my benefits, or my kiddo. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. i got to mention this quickly because <clears throat> supreme talent Cormac McCarthy died yesterday, uh, 89 years old, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, The Road and numerous other acclaimed novels, including Blood Meridian and All the Pretty Horses. All the Pretty Horses probably his most favorite or famous, do you think? But the Road, well, The Road are All the Pretty Horses. Brilliant, brilliant writer. He passed away yesterday, unfortunately. But the age of 89, so that's a pretty good run, don't you think? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I love yeah. about really great authors? Almost every one of the great authors I've met have this scowl on their face like, oh, Christ. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You have to be super serious. Yeah, because you got to be really serious. That's exactly right. It's true. I you did notice, oh, I noticed that with all the pictures that were floating around of him today. Like, yes. he had to be very stern. <laughs> That's exactly right. I love that. Oh, Brittany's doing a good one. She's got a yeah. stern face. So, Cormac, God bless you. I loved reading your books, man. There's no doubt about that. Long time ago. So, uh, as far as the news is concerned, we got anything we should be greatly uh, concerned about? Well, you're going to see smoke in the Twin yeah, Cities today. And that. if you head north, you're going to see, like, major smoke. Like, um, considered unhealthy for all all people, not just people with pre-existing health conditions. So, really? Uh, yeah, we, and we've been taking some camera shots this morning from like in Tofty and Duluth, and we took them this morning from Mille Lacs, and the sun was up, and it was pointed off toward the sun, and it was completely filtered. Like, really? Yeah, so mm. it's, uh, and that I think is going to be making its way down here, but I don't think it's going to get as bad down here as it is up north. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's almost for them like what it was like in New York there. Oh, really? Know? It's going to be that yeah. bad? I mean, same scale. Obviously, we don't have New York City sitting up there either. But could you do me a favor and tell? Thank God, no Minnesota politician said this, but politicians nationally said this. Ah, uh, this smoke is all caused by global warming. 
No, it's not. Well, you knew that was going to. Oh, you knew God. that was. Why are they allowed to say things like that? It's so ridiculous. Jesus, yeah, I don't want you driving some poison car or the whatever. All of us, you, we all need to do a better job. But what are politicians going to learn? To lie to people is not the way to get them to do it. Well, maybe it is the way to get to do something because that's all they ever do is lie. I can't disagree with you on that. <laughs> he was thinking it over. <laughs> well, it's true. Why would you say something like, yeah, let's make it worse than it actually is. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, if you're if you're if you toe the line on the global warming thing, and a lot of politicians and a lot of activists and a lot of people do, and that's, I mean, you certainly would see that this this um, phenomenon of what's happening with the fires right now. Of course, they're going to use that as a. I mean, it just seems. Now we could have a very long discussion and debate about the merits of said. You know that statement, which you know I think you could get as many scientists in who are going to tell you it's not global warming as you would who would say it is global warming so you know what i would like if, they, if they're going to do that they should also go the other side because i bought one of the very first teslas ever made in 2004 or five something like that yeah i definitely had the first one in minnesota it was one of the first few that came off the line i never had anybody call me going hey good move tom an all-electric car way to go man never heard from anybody in the government on that one couldn't they get anybody's vote by calling me you right? think they just have people calling you and congratulating you? I have, this, this is my third electric, electric. Well, they should congratulate me because I was 20 years ahead of them. She got a call from Elon himself, man. I should have gotten a call from Elon because the damn car I'd had to turn it back in because it bricked, some bitch. Oh, did it? Yeah, it, I, mine never did, but but the, some of them did brick on the highway, and you cannot yeah, move yeah. them. Yeah, and they had battery issues and stuff in some of those early models too, right? Yeah, and, and what I'm saying, obviously, is if you're going to take one side and blame it on, you know, poisoning the air and all the rest of it, then maybe you should step up and say, hey, thanks for not poisoning the air. Yep. I, but I, they don't do I, that I, part, I, do they? I got your point. No, of course. Of course we don't. Disgusting. Do they give you like a rebate or anything, like a tax credit for buying a vehicle that is all electric? I don't know if they do now or not. Hmm. I have no idea. Some of that was going to expire, but there yeah, were right. a crap ton of, yes, crap ton is an actual figure. Crap ton, baby. Yeah. Uh, there was like a crap ton of incentives that they were giving out at, at certain points with those electric cars as they've been rolled out. Um but I so last thing I heard is they were rolling some of that back. So um, well, you know who would know? Doug Sprinthal, nine five two six hundred twenty five seventy five. That's nine five two six hundred twenty five seventy five. Doug Sprinthal, get off your ass and call in. How is the rebate looking? And where's mine? Although I didn't buy how's it, your, I leased it, so I don't get one. I don't. Oh, think. Sure, how's your thing yeah. running? Like I it? love it. It's incredibly fast. You know that they have had to tune it back. Not the one I'm driving. I'm talking about the vehicles. It's them as they're coming off the line. Because some of the first ones they drove got up to 200 miles an hour. <laughs> Electric vehicles are really fast. I will tell you that. Yeah. I, Holy Anna. My new vehicle is a hybrid. And oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And I was doing some research on it. I was listening to like a, a car and driver podcast the other day about all electric vehicles. And they were saying that some of the new Mustangs, before they had you know dialed them back, yes. it, it was getting from zero to 60 in like... Two point one seconds. Yes, which is, <laughs> which is why it's insane. There's so much torque. If you go and just go down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos, there are guys who bought Teslas and, and all electric vehicles who put their grandmothers in the passenger seat and put it on ludicrous speed oh, and punch the gas and just watch their parent like grandparents like. Ah! 
Look, I would. Your, your skin flies backwards. It's a, it's so it's instant torque. That's, hey, let me run this. I got to run these stats quickly. So now you drive a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife Catherine drives a hybrid. I drive an all-electric car. Who are the other two people on the show here? What do they drive, Rudy? Do you have any idea? Friggin' gas guzzlers. Um, is that what it is? I gas guzzlers. I gas actually brought, guzzlers. I have three gas guzzlers. I drove in two Humvees two different times this morning just to make up for it. <laughs> just to poison the air for Rudy and me and Catherine. That's it's all exactly about balance, right. right? It is all about balance. Look, I... I have, I've told you this before, when I built that house in Golden Valley all those years ago, we tried to try to get, uh, you know, the solar panels on the roof. They wouldn't let us put them up on the roof. I tried to get a charging station. They wouldn't let me put that in either. So all these people who are now chirping to you about, oh, we need to stop poisoning. Where were you 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when Catherine and I were trying to do all these things and you wouldn't let us do any of them? Same people, right? But now there's money yeah. in it. Now there's money in it for them. Is that what this is all about? Absolutely. Seems like a like, like, likely scenario, yes. <laughs> it is likely, isn't it? Yeah. So shut up, all of you, and get the hell out of the way. Anyway, back to some positive news now. Is there any positive news? <laughs> <laughs> he just was, oh. Probably not, huh? Yes, actually. Yes, yes, there is. Um, there is, uh, now this is Brittany's neck of the woods. You know the Aldi and Chan Hassan? Yeah. Okay, so right next to the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had a little... We had a little bit on the news uh, this morning about uh, there's a, a little boy whose family is set up there raising money for, um, I think, cancer research because um, the little boy got sick when he was oh. really young. Oh. And let me look for it. There's a name of, uh, what's the name of it? Al- Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Have you heard of that? No. It was a kid yep. um, who started this foundation at the national level. And so um, this family, what's his name, Telly, he was diagnosed with leukemia at 16 months old. Oh, so his family is camped out at the Chan Hassan Aldi selling lemonade. And the Aldi's chipping in too, like giving some of the money of the proceeds from buying a bag of lemons to the foundation. So yeah, yep. uh, if somebody, uh, it's a great thing. Lots of people are getting involved in it. So anybody's in the Chan area and you want to Stop by Aldi and help them out. That would be a great idea. You know what's so great about that? I did not know this at all. I was, well, I won't even say where I was because whatever. But I was driving along, and there were about seven, eight young teens. They looked to be maybe anywhere from 10 to 13, 14 years old, something like that. And there were a bunch of them standing there, and they had flags talking about this, you know, signs talking about this very thing. And I pulled over. And I handed them a $20 bill. You would have thought I gave them a million dollars. It was so sweet. They were so grateful and happy. And it's 20 bucks. You know how great that is? That means that much to them. I love it. They're like, this guy pulled up in a really sweet Mustang, and he gave us 20 bucks, and then he took off, and he was gone in like two seconds. <laughs> well, the problem was it was monopoly, a monopoly money, so, you know, it's not real 20, but, yeah. Hey, that's another life lesson for them to learn, man. <laughs> yeah, right? there you go. No, Check but, for counterfeit bills. You kids, yeah, I know you're probably, uh, well, you might be listening, I don't know, but but whatever, but you were so sweet, and, I mean, they were floored by that, that they... They were very proud of themselves for doing it, which they should have been, yeah. standing out there in the corner. So it was just a great experience. So do that. If you get a chance and you see kids like that, I don't care if you give them 50 cents. They're going to love it, and it's just it's wonderful to see. Yeah, I, I have a terrible, terrible guilt when I drive by one of those and I don't stop. 
I know. I don't know how many times if I'm running, I'll be like, I'll be back. And then I'm like, but will I? Yeah. Because <laughs> I never have cash. Liar. <laughs> I'm always like, do you have Venmo? Like, I have my phone. I can Venmo. No? Okay. no, you know what she did, actually? Bye. She runs by and she gives them my phone number. That's what she does. I just, I hit. Yeah, I, call Tom. Here, <laughs> this guy, he'll hook you up. He has a really Tommy fast car. He can give out money. He'll be here so quick in his little Mustang. And then I take a drink like I'm in a marathon, like just grab it, down it, and throw it back in their faces. Really nice. <laughs> really sweet. What a barn burner of a human being you are. Let me just throw that out there. Um, I found the the girl's name of the lemonade stand is Alex. Alex, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Very, very nice. I love seeing people do that kind of thing. And young people particularly, you guys were, were a joy to come in contact with, so thank you. All right, so everything else is good? Uh, they may not raise interest rates today. I thought they which... were going to lower them. Uh, I don't know that they're going to lower them, but they're probably set to not raise them, which is good-ish, I guess. Yeah, it's right? good news. I mean, There's no question. Yeah. It's not uh, going up they, as good. Some um, inflation data came out yesterday. It was better than what they expected. I mean, it's, everything's still ridiculously expensive, but what gas prices are down 20%. Yeah. Airfare's yeah. down 13%. Um, food price still ridiculous, but eggs yeah. like dropped off to a historical low because of the uh, over just the course of the last couple months. So people stopped eating eggs. Is that what you're saying? Well, there was a huge th- yeah. there was yep. like, uh, this whole thing, and like it, it cost a ridiculous amount of money for freaking carton of eggs, and so they're they're back to normal now. Mm-hmm. So, so how are we doing with? You know, I have to ask you a question because I know you only got a couple of minutes left here, and I did not read the story. I just looked at the, all the stats on it. It was on Channel 5, as a matter of fact. This morning I was watching. Yeah. There's some hunyuk on there, Chris something. He, is he a news anchor on the Channel 5 on, in the morning? I can't remember his last name. Yeah, though. he's probably a liar. Chrissy? Chrissy something? Yeah, yeah, he's probably a liar. Would you please do the math for me on this? You know this feeding the family or whatever that thing was called? Oh, yeah. the Yes. Yeah. They stole $12 million, Correct. Um, 11.8, I think it was, is what you guys reported this morning. That we said this morning. I I'm believe so. I think it was $11.8 million is missing. Because there was one of the guys who pleaded guilty to it yesterday. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So $12 million's missing. Just goes missing, right? And uh, do you see uh, what he had to pay back? It wasn't that much. $2 million. So. Yeah. Why, where's the other 10 million in our tax money? This is our tax money, not yours. This is the taxpayer's tax money. Go get the other 10 million where the hell ever it is. I'm trying to pull that story up so I can give you the the exact numbers on it. There's also a story that came out two or three days ago, I think maybe Sunday or Monday, that um, like there was like widespread fraud when it came to the COVID money like oh, every, huge. it was almost Billion. like everybody everywhere was had their yep you know hands in it somehow and then i'm like so mad at myself not thinking that i wasn't smart enough to come up with some sort of scheme yeah. <laughs> it's not too late chris again not too late i mean it sounds like pretty much everybody in the in the united states was getting some kind i mean that's not true but yeah there, there's a big what do they call it the great grift the great grift yes referring to it now so well when are we going to stop letting people do this kind of thing? Like, I'll give you an example. 19, 
how much, how much was it, $19 billion in the Minnesota coffers, and we didn't get one dime of it back. They spent it all, plus another $50 billion they're going to spend. I mean, when yeah. is this going to stop? And a lot of the, we did a story the other day, too, about a lot of the local municipalities are probably going to raise their sales tax. Yes, yep. Some more, too, because they've got a, you know, St. Paul in particular, they're talking about an additional one cent sales tax on top of what was already in place uh, on top of whatever the state's doing now. So Mm -hmm. to try to redo the roads and anybody who drives in St. Paul can see that there's obviously a need for the roads, but it goes back to the whole point. Like um, you see these fraud cases and you see the taxes go up and Mm -hmm. you see, and you're like, well, where is all this going? Right. This is right. This is real money. That's got to come from somewhere. And I, I don't know. It's, it's mind-boggling, actually. Look, we want to help people who need our help. But just because somebody claims they need help, we don't need to write them a check. How about that? That'd be good. Yeah. yeah and apparently all sort they were using dead people, you know, yep, like... they were, yep. To, ...to get some of this COVID money and... God. Here, I've got that... I got this story pulled up. Uh, admitted to lying about providing more than three and a half million meals to children across the state. Yeah. So he received nearly $12 million in federal funds. How do you not know the three and a half million meals weren't made? And the whole thing was $250 million for that feeding our future. So that's a crazy amount of money. And it's all gone, right? Um, well, who knows where it is, right? You got to oh, assume they go. probably <laughs> stuck some of it offshore. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not a money launderer, but I, I watch Ozark and I think there are ways that you can, you know, put your money in places, right? Yes, sir. Well, and he had, yeah, he pleaded guilty to wire fraud, agreed to pay more than $2 million. Oh, $2 million out of the $12 million. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, you give me $12 million, I'll give you $2 million back the second you give me the $12 million. How about that? Yeah. $250 million. $250 million is just gone. Billions of dollars are missing in America because it's been given to charity, <laughs> and the charity's never got the money. Because and that's not, why people are, I mean, that's why people are leery of, you know, when you hear these deals and, you know, we passed a budget and this and that. I mean, of course people are leery of it with this. I mean, this is a perfect uh, example. Yeah, I was talking to Brittany off air before the show a couple of days ago. And we were talking about how you, when you like go to like a Dick Sporting Goods or, yeah. you know, you go and they go, hey, would you like to donate a dollar to, you know, underprivileged kids and sports programs? If you give that dollar, Dick Sporting Goods doesn't take that dollar and then just like donate it like, you know, here you go. Just here's some money. They write that off on their taxes so that they can For get sure. less money. And it, with your money. Yes, with your money that you donate. I was like, then just go over to the Little League stand and just hand somebody a dollar and be like, well, here you go. I was going to give it. To, I love Dick Sporting Goods. And it's just it's another, you know, loophole that everybody can just make a couple extra bucks on. I but know. it's so true that it, any which way they can try to make a dollar is how they're going to do it. Yep. Anything for money. Yeah. They will do anything for money. It's disgusting. And by the way, I just bought a new pair of shoes at Dick's about three days ago. How do they feel? I haven't worn them yet because they're to play pickleball. Catherine's oh. trying to talk me into playing pickleball. Oh, oh it's going to happen, huh? So what do you think? It's addicting. It is, okay. Rudy, yeah. your vote? I have not played it yet. I've been, trying, oh, to get, yet? I've been okay. trying to get my daughter to play it, but I, I get the allure of it for sure. It really sucks. What really sucks is when you're a grown man and your wife's a better athlete than you are. <laughs> that really oh, sucks. I'm, I'm way better at my hu- when my husband had pickleball, and there you go. it's funny because my mom is an ex uh, gym teacher, 
And so when we're at the cabin, because we have a pickle, my parents built a pickleball court, um, he just constantly gets yelled at. Out of the kitchen! You can't hit that! And Justin's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know where to stand. The and then our whole family is just aggressively playing. It's so fun. I know we got to go, but uh, close with Catherine. Uh, goes trap shooting once in a while. Damn, yeah. that's maybe, hot. <laughs> maybe misses one or two and hits every one of them. It's unbelievable. She's got to come up north and we'll play Annie Oakley. It's oh, she honestly got as a good, she's a hell of an athlete. You know, she was a sprinter and all that stuff when she was a kid, I guess. Yeah. Um, hell of a talent. Trap shooting is super fun. She really sucks at picking husbands, though. It's the one thing. Terrible. She's terrible yeah. at that. I'll be on that. That's for sure. You know what, though? You're just her first. We'll see what she averages yeah, we'll out We'll see with. what happens after this. You know, you'll be dying soon, Tom, so then. She'll make up for it with the second. <laughs> All right, Chris, we will talk to you tomorrow, young man. Okay, you guys. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Eggert coming to you. Uh, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. It's a great idea in any case. We'll take a break. Be right back. Another special guest, Melissa Navia, coming up in just a couple of minutes. I'm just now at the end of my 60 days. I said 60 days. Did you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad you heard me. Uh, weight loss program with mnfatloss.com. I've lost over 25 pounds. I feel fantastic. Getting around is just a lot easier. My clothes fit better. There just really isn't a downside to losing the weight. Now we'll be going into the maintenance phase of the mnfatloss.com program. It's, it's terrific. The whole thing is adding in a few. I wish she would not slam the door right in the middle. Every commercial I read, she slams the door. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. She's a disaster. <laughs> Anyway, I've loved the program so much that I'm planning to go back to the weight loss program with the goal of losing another 25 or so, uh, maybe even 30. We shall see. It's very easy to do, though, and maintaining the weight's been great, by the way. Uh, you will absolutely be able to lose the weight like I've done and still enjoy the foods you love this summer. That's a huge part for me. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, that's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from radio ads to streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. Ready? Set summer. Hi, Judd Zolgad here. You know, the unofficial start of summer, well, it's here. Whether you're heading to the beach, the ballpark, or a barbecue, summer is more fun when you are feeling your best. Let Livia Weight Control Centers help you make the most of our beautiful summer days. Join Livia's doctor-recommended program today and get eight weeks free. That's right, eight weeks for free. You could lose up to 15 pounds or more by the 4th of July. I lost 40 pounds on this program a couple of years back, and I'm going to tell you the most important thing. The dietitians and nutritionists at Livia are going to help you maintain weight 
loss. We've all lost weight, right? Inevitably, it feels like it comes back. Not with this program. It has done right by me, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to do right by you. Summertime is here, and Livia wants you to make the most of it. Call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A or visit LiviaLivea.com. Join today and get eight weeks for free. Again, 15 pounds or more lost by the 4th of July. Are you kidding me? Call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia voted Minnesota's best weight loss program two years in a row. Check them out to lose the weight. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Rudy and I voted that you can't use the bathroom while I'm reading commercials anymore. Why? Because you slam the door every time you go out. Oh, I was scared to use the handle because I didn't know if he fixed it. So, so it's I... better to destroy the commercial. Destroy it? Destroyed. It's it's a disaster. I feel like it adds layers. Oh, it's layers? Okay. It's well, layers. As long as it's adding textured. layers, that's fine. All right, little weather here, ladies and gentlemen. Today, hot and dry with hazy sun, a high of 89. Thursday, warm and partly sunny, a high of 85. On Friday, mostly sunny and warm with a high of 86. I go out three days, that's enough, because they, they say, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you can't go that far. No, three days, enough. Yeah, so 89, 85, 86, uh, hot and dry, looking good, mostly sunny and warm. It is sunny and 69 right now. So let me know when Melissa's ready to go. She's ready to go. <clears throat> Melissa Navia, how you doing, Melissa? How's it going? Well, it's going to be 89 and sunny here today, Melissa. Where are you from originally? New York. Okay, so you understand cold weather. Yes, I understand cold weather, but 89 to me sounds wonderful. It I don't is. know how it sounds to you. Well, no, no, it sounds great. Right Melissa, you ever been to Minneapolis-St. Paul? I have not, no. I okay. think I might have been in the airport. Yeah, maybe in the airport. But, yeah, if you ever come here, do not come here in the winter because it's about 7,000 below zero. <laughs> good to know, good to know. It's really cold. Paramount's massively successful. And by the way, I'm just reading what it says here, Melissa. Paramount's oh. massively successful Star Trek Strange Worlds out on Paramount Thursday, June 15th for season two. Massively successful, Melissa. Is that because of you? You know what? It might be. I'm a very big thing. Um, but I am I am a little a little cog in this crazy machine. Um, and season one one was a, a hit, um, and fans said it was everything they wanted and more. And so we were like, cool, let's do that again. And so we have season two coming up. And uh, I keep telling everybody it's more of everything that you loved from season one and things that you didn't even know you wanted are coming your way. It's pretty amazing. Melissa plays Lieutenant Erica Ortegas, one of the only wholly original characters on the series, which takes place on the USS Enterprise roughly a decade before the events of the original Star Trek series. So don't you don't even get to say Spock, check the engine. You don't get to say that at all ever because he's not even around yet. No, he is. Oh, is he? Oh, God, see, I, yeah, I literally just started watching the show, so i got to pay attention. Yeah, so that's the cool thing is that it, it takes place before, you know, Captain Kirk takes over the Enterprise. Right, right. You have legacy characters like Spock and Uhura um, who are there. And then number one, who was who was a character in the original pilot of, of Star Trek. Um, and so the cool thing is that we have characters that fans already know and love. And then you bring in characters like Ortegas that fans have never met before, but they're going to get to see them interact with, with mm-hmm. fans who are from canon and, and who we know what's going to happen to them to a certain extent. So... The show just has this really perfect formula of, of nostalgia and also who knows what we're going to do. Um, and that seems to, to really be working. And, um, and Ortega is actually, even though she's original, um, 
there was a character that Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, had originally envisioned for Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, and his name was Jose Ortega, and he never made it to screen. It became like Jose Tyler, um, which is a totally different character. Um, <laughs> yes, and, it is. You know, like, they were like, they were like, no, let's not, let's not go that route. Um, and so I feel like, in a way, you know, my job has been decades in the making. You know, in the '60s, like my job began, and then it's just been waiting for for someone like me to show up and and give it give it life. And so, and it's also now Erica. So I'm like, that works for me. Indeed, Melissa Navia with us, ladies and gentlemen, talking about Paramount's massively successful Star Trek: Strange New Worlds out on Paramount. Thursday, June 15th for season two, that it would be tomorrow, of course. Um, Melissa, I'm one of those people I'm about to talk about here. I was a teenage boy when Star Trek first hit, uh, the the television series first hit. I have been a huge fan. What is it about Star Trek that just reels people in? Because I do love that show. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and as as an actor and someone who has joined this franchise, it's, it's, so crazy that there's not one person that you meet that does not know Star Trek. Like, of course, going into it, you know, I knew that that was going to be the case. I grew up, you know, watching The Next Generation. Um, but there would be people that I'd speak to and they'd be like, oh, you know, what, what is this new role you got? And I'd say, oh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, you know, the, our captain is Christopher Pike. And then people who I had no idea had any sort of, you know, knowledge of, of you know, really the Star Trek canon would be like, oh, yes, Captain Pike, who took, you know, took, you know, was, was captain of the Enterprise before Kirk, and then this happened, and that I'm like, how do you know all this? And everybody just has some connection um, in some way, and so the question then is, you know, what is Star Trek doing that works so well? I think it's that it envisions a future that, that is hopeful, um, as opposed to a dystopian future, which I think we have a lot of shows and movies, yes. you know, love to yep. give us, and I yep. get it, I get it, you know, when everything's falling apart, like, let's see how much it can fall apart, um, when it feels like everything's falling apart. But, but what Star Trek tells us is that if we work together and when we work together, you know, we can overcome adversity. And if, if we want to actually envision a world where space travel is a, is a reality, um, that needs to happen. And so the, another cool aspect of being a Star Trek actor is you start to really also, you know, uh, speak frequently to astronauts and scientists and sure. people who are actually you know, getting us to the moon again very soon and working on getting us to Mars. And so I, I hear from, from, you know, all these people who I'm in awe of saying the reason that I am in the field I now am in is because of Star Trek. Because, you know, when I was a child, when I was whatever age, I, I saw a future that I wanted to be a part of. And now, you know, I, I, met, I met a team from MIT the other day who are working to build the, the habitats that will one day live on in, in Mars, on Mars. And... And, you know, the person I was speaking to was just like, this all started with Star Trek for me. And I'm like, that's awesome. And so that's not no, that's no small thing. Um, and so I just keep going back to that, that heart, Star Trek is hope. Um, and yep. that's not a na- yep. naive, that's not a naive idea, right? Because even right now with space travel, like the only way we're going to continue to move forward in that direction is, is if countries, if, if thinkers, if, if people, you know, from different backgrounds and, and who have different resources work together um, and the other thing, too, is, is, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, why are we focusing on space travel when there's so many issues on the Earth? Um, everyone I've spoken to is, is, wants me to remind uh, the public that, um, that when, we, when we do things for space travel, when we're solving problems to, to get to places like the Moon and Mars, mm-hmm. we're also solving problems here on Earth. So really it's, it's very symbiotic. 
Um, and that, to me, is, is Star Trek, you know? It's just like it's just a show that we're watching for entertainment that, you know, we like to come back to every week and see a, a new adventure, a new monster. But it also really feeds back into so much about what makes us tick and, and what makes uh, what makes our lives kind of make sense. Um, and I think that's why Star Trek just has this enduring power that mm-hmm. um, that we have now added this, this new level to with Strange New Worlds. Do you think Gene Roddenberry, he was brilliant in the fact that he developed the, this, this story, but there, you, I don't care who you are, there's somebody on, on Star Trek that reminds you of yourself. I, I don't care if it's Scotty or if it's O'Hara or if it's Spock or whatever it is. He created so many different kinds of characters on that one ship. What a brilliant move that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nailed it on the head there. This this idea that that when we're looking at the the crew of a of a starship and we're looking at the bridge, you know where we where we where we are when we're you know going into battle and we're trying to do something crazy and and as the helmsman of the ship, you know I'm I'm constantly in the position where Captain Pike is like, we're going to do this insane thing and it may or may not work, but you're going to have to pull it off. Um, and when you look at the bridge, like it really should reflect the world, right? Especially yep. if we're Yep. We're thinking about space travel and, and, and all of our thinkers and all of our astronauts and our scientists and, and so many different um, professions, too, that nobody ever thinks about when they think about space travel. But all these professions from around the world are going to be needed to, to make straight space travel possible. And that's, that takes a world. And so when we look at, at the Enterprise, we really should see the world reflected back to us. Um, and especially, too, because our fans are from everywhere and every yep. age, which is... Such a cool thing. I don't know if there's many, um, you know, many, many shows that can say that, that we have fans who are five years old and we have fans that are, that are 85 years old. And that's incredible. And so, but yeah, you said it exactly. What, you can see yourself on the Enterprise and, and that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. And I've had people who have told me that they've been watching um, Star Trek since TOS, since the original series, and it's why they now do what they do in engineering, yep. um, in, in whatever field they're in. But then they say that the first time they've seen themselves is in Ortegas. And so the fact that you could be watching a show for, you know, since the 60s, and, you know, you see many people who are like you, but then you see my character and, you know, here's someone who we still have not yet seen. Um, that's just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we're doing something right. Um, I'm just going to work every day and I'm doing my best to, to bring a character to life that, that people, you know, like and want to see more of. But to hear from people that, you know, I see myself, I want to now be a pilot. I'm getting all these people who are like, we're becoming pilots because of Ortegas. And I'm like, awesome. Um, so uh, I'm also getting my pilot's license because I feel now that, you know, I'm, I'm slacking if I don't. I have all these fans who are taking to the sky. So I am trying as Melissa to do the same. All right, Melissa, we need you to come into the studio one of these days because eight minutes is not long enough. I'm just telling you. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I will come out to you. 89-degree weather. Is, is right up my alley. <laughs> Melissa, Melissa, we'll close with this. This is a, something that every Star Trek fan knows or should know. If your name is not in the opening credits and you beam down, you ain't coming back. <laughs> I know. My mother the other day, my mother the other day was looking at our new Strange New World Season 2 poster. And, yes. uh, and I'm like, Bob, what do you think? And she just goes, she's like, I read somewhere she's always read she's always reading all the all the <laughs> everything about Star Trek. And she's like, I read somewhere that if you have a red shirt, you could be in trouble. Is this true? <laughs> it is true. 
And I'm like, Mom, I'm like, that's a very long conversation. And I'm like, statistically, I don't think it's actually worse for red shirts, but it's a whole thing, and I don't have time to get into this. And don't worry, I'm going to be okay for a, for a little bit at least. But, yeah, so now everyone has my mother concerned that something's going to happen to me. So Oh, I'm telling we'll you. See what happens to Ortega's in season two. <laughs> All right, well, watch your back, Melissa. Thank you very much for being with us. Please Thank do come so back much. soon. You do a great interview. Thank you. Absolutely. I'd love to. Thanks. Bye. Melissa Navia, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Paramount's massively successful Star Trek Strange New Worlds out on Paramount tomorrow, season two. I love guests like that that are just so into it. They're just really, really good. She's passionate. It It was very passionate. I love that she's so excited about her project. I think it's terrific. I mean, she's no Judd Zolgad, but, you know, she's no Tevin Pittman. But other than that, (laughs) far better. Fun fact. I have never... I've never seen Star Trek and or Star Wars. Neither one? No. Not your deal? No, never got into it. The Star Trek I can see, because it's not really your thing, but Star Wars is around. Like, that transcends. It's everything. I mean, nothing? Not even an episode? No, not. not, I don't think I've even seen, like, five minutes outside of, like, maybe, like, a clip or something. Is it because of that kissing scene between Captain Kirk and Uhura? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. It's very controversial Black woman making out with a white guy. Oh, okay. You turn your back on him. Well, I mean, I don't, I guess I'd all take responsibility for the Star <laughs> Wars writing, I guess. Star Trek. Or Star Trek, see? I'm there not kidding you. If your name's not in the credits and you beam down in that first scene, you ain't going to live lo- much you would, longer. You would think that <laughs> they would know people are going to pick up on that. Yeah, and that kind of like ruins so, the plot of the movie. I, I'm telling you, I don't know how you didn't watch a, see at least one Star Trek episode. They were always on TV, especially if you had like, Wait, you know, is Star Trek the one with Scotty where he goes beam mm-hmm. me yes. up? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was, they played at night at random. You know, I we only had like four channels mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and... Uh, they always had it on at night. It was like not, two episodes back to back, and they were always good. Like they were always so fun and good. Star Just Trek is so good. Whatever. Tevin's too young though. Yeah, he is. He's too not young. that much younger than me, you guys. <laughs> he didn't grow- I guarantee you, he is, he does not know a world with four channels, Brittany. No. I did the closest. No. The closest thing I got to that was my great uncle had this old school black and white TV with like the knobs on it, and yeah. I remember I was probably in like fifth grade watching the Wild Playoffs. It's probably like one of the first years they made the playoffs on that TV in my room because it was the only one my parents let me have because it had like two channels on it. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm, we had like more than four, but it was like two, four, five, like. 11, 20 nine to 3, and, and 29. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 9 and 11. Nine, yeah, and that was it. So I, w- I don't want to make myself sound ancient, being like, where are <laughs> four great. options we had? UHF, you sound ancient. You sound yeah. ancient. Yeah. VHF and UHF, baby. Yep. That's all I got to say. In any case, she was terrific. What a great guest. Oh, Very great. enthusiastic. So excited. Right away when she got on the air, I thought, uh, she's probably done like 30 of these today. She's probably tired, doesn't want to <laughs> hang out, probably just thinks like, oh, who are these, you know, yo-hos from Minnesota, right. fine, yep. whatever. And then, man, she blasted. She off. I mean, no she, pun intended, but she was great. She's one of those people you can tell appreciates where they are at right now and has so much love for the fans for getting her there. Sure. You can tell she yep. interacts. Yeah, absolutely. And that is so cool that when you know that somebody like that has made it to that level. My favorite drop from Star Trek is they're recording Captain Kirk, and he keeps saying, Spock, sabotage the system. Sabotage the system, Spock. And they said, um, excuse me, uh, uh, sir, that's uh, sabotage. And there's a long pause, and he goes, you say sabotage. I say sabotage. 
Do you ever find yourself in one of those moods where you've decided Wonderful. to like die on some hill? Yeah. And you're like, I wish I could take this back. I know. I did it last night with Wayne Newton. I brought up Wayne Newton. People were like, who's who's Wayne Newton? Don't I was like, you don't know. Shame. I said, you don't know Wayne Newton? That's you ridiculous. Know Wayne Newton. And they said, no, we don't know who that is. And then somebody got all indictive. They were like, name one of his songs. I was like, shut your face. <laughs> I don't I like, need shut up. Not from Donka you. Donka Shane. You yeah. got to go with Donka Shane. No, I know. It's like. I, I hate when people do that. Like, you see a kid, he's got a Motley Crue shirt on. You're like, name one of the albums. It's like, just let the kid wear the yeah, stupid exactly. shirt. Dicks. I, oh, I, I like doing that for things that have, like, they're not a band. You know, it's like yeah. if they're wearing a shirt that says, like, Toyota. It's like, name one of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm going to go and listen to Don Shane in the car all yeah. day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, somebody told me he's broke now. A friend of mine that lives out in Vegas, he said that, that, He's broke. Ah, uh, he still has the Wayne Newton Theater at the Flamingo. Uh, and, yeah, but he, yeah. he doesn't own that, though, does he? Uh, I don't think he owns it, owns it, but I believe he still does shows out there. And Yeah. yeah. Name yeah, three of the last shows he's done out there. <laughs> 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 he's done the Wayne Newton Variety Show. Yes. There's the Wayne Newton Sing-Along, and, of well. course, the Wayne Newton Standards. Duh. Duh. Love it. I absolutely love it. Dunk a shave, bitch. <laughs> we Dunk all have that now in our pocket. Uh, my brother-in-law, Patrick O'Brien, I will never forget. <laughs> now, first of all, Patrick, his father was a, an FBI agent, Irish guy, and his mother was this wonderful Puerto Rican woman. Tommy O'Brien still, his younger brother, one of my best friends in the world. Pat O'Brien, my, he's my brother-in-law. He's like nine years older than me. He's married to my sister, Bobby, back in the day. He's no longer with us, unfortunately. And I hear him singing, trying to sing Don Shane one day. He was not a good singer, first of all, and for some reason he was singing, Duncan Tug, darling Duncan Tug. Thank Day? What does Thank Day even mean? Where'd you come up with that? Yeah. Thank Day. Okay, whatever, Pat. How do you lose Don Shane there? Like, I get a lot of words and songs, right, can be misinterpreted and misconstrued. Sure. Donka Shane is a hard one not to hear. I agree, but Pat was one of those guys. I love that man. He was, God, he was a great guy. But in any case, what are you going to do? This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.